It's your boy Manny from Shameless Talk. And if you haven't heard about the Anchor app, then I'm here to tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to create your own podcast. It's free and they have their own creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast to all major platforms like Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, etc. You can make money with minimum listeners. It's everything you need for to make a podcast all in one place. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started now. Hey, Manny, how's it going? Hey, good morning, Brendan. How are you? Good, brother. How about yourself? I'm fine. And for everyone who's listening, this is Shameless Talk. Thank you for listening. Uh, today we have Brendan. I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, so I'm not even going to try. Don't even worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just say Brendan from Master Talk. We're all good. <laughs> okay, Brendan from where? I'm from Montreal. Montreal, Montreal. Thank you for thank you for joining the podcast. And um, I was looking at some of your stuff. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, tell tell us more about yourself. Yeah, of course, brother. So yeah, my name is Brendan. I'm the founder of Master Talks, a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. And how I got started, Manny, was when I was in university. I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing football or baseball like some other normal boy would. I would take that same competitive spirit and I applied it to presentations. So I presented a bunch of times, coached a bunch of people on communication. So when I started working in the corporate world, I kind of just asked myself, how do I make a difference in the world? How do I make a change? And that's when I realized that the content on public speaking that was available on YouTube was really bad. So I started making YouTube videos in my mother's basement and... Uh, a year and a half later, here we are today. That's that's great. And what what university did you go to? You probably won't know it, but it's a university in Montreal called the uh, Concordia University. And did you take up public speaking there, or did, was it just something that you you guys? So so basically, like it's not speaking class in some way Manny think of it more like being on a professional sports team so let's say you go to um, let's say you want to get drafted to the NBA so you go to a division one university in the states and then in that division you want to go play against the other best basketball players in the state make them your name and then get drafted into the league so the, the same analogy applies in many ways to case competition so you go to business school and in business school, most people don't go and no, don't compete in these business competitions. They just do their stuff, get the good grades, and then you know, you know, just live the rest of their life in university and don't do much. Right. Whereas a, you got it. They just get the degree and get out of them. There's a very small percentage of the of the business school, maybe one percent. There's probably eighty people in this program, eight thousand students in the faculty, and those people are like, well, I want the best jobs out of business school. I want to be an investment banker on Wall Street. I want to be a consultant at a big company. Like, I want to do big things. I want to be an executive by 30. These people do case competitions. So I was, that's, that's how I learned my, uh, my communication skills and how I got exposed to some of the brightest speakers in the world. And where, where, have that got, where has that gotten you today? Like, what do you do today that, that, that all those 
competitions, everything that you did while while you were in school, while you were in the university, how did that affect your life? Yeah, for sure, brother. So so I I got a lot of lessons from university, but I would say the big one is having a high standard for excellence. When I was in that program, you, these people do not mess around. <laughs> you know, just to give you an idea of how crazy we were, like even during the holidays, like Christmas holidays, we'd still be working because our competition would be the first week of January. So we would always put in the work, right. always going really hard at it. So everything I did after in life, I always had a very high bar for excellence. So even today, if you think about my master talk videos, most people look at those videos today and they go, wow, these videos are pretty good. But my, my close circle of I actually I said the same thing when I saw when I when you first sent me the message and I went to go check you out I saw your YouTube channel and I'm like wow this, I, this is pretty good I, I I actually I actually watched the whole video because I'm like wow I'm actually learning something from this there's a couple of things that I didn't know that you said that's on cool there. man yeah I appreciate it that's why I do what I do but even to this day Manny there's a bunch of my friends from that case competition program that still tell me I suck and I need to hear it. And so I need to keep getting better and better. So, so it's that high bar of excellence that was set to me by a very young age that's helped me execute Master Talk and pretty much everything else in my life pretty well. And what got you interested in Shameless Talk? This is kind of different from your field. Like my, my podcast is more like hip hop-ish. And what got you interested? Yeah, in for sure, podcast? brother. I, I think for me, the key is... And I guess that's my perspective on the industry. I think most speech coaches out there are very academic. You know, they focus too much on, oh, I got to like talk to business students. I got to talk to like this. Whereas me and like my point of view on mass talk, what I'm trying to do is I want to make everyone's ideas get heard a lot better. So, for example, in, in the case of hip hop, like my best friend's a rapper. And I think he's, he's definitely on track to winning a Juno in the next couple of years. Very old friend of mine. And I think the idea with him is I've learned so much about public speaking just by watching him do his shows. So I think there's so many applications that not many people have really touched upon in my industry on how we can compare different arts and different things with public speaking. So that makes it easier for people to learn the skill. So yeah, I'm always, I always like being exposed to new ideas. So I just come on shows sometimes that really have nothing to do with uh, with business. But as, as people don't understand that when it comes to like music there is a business aspect of the music which people don't know nothing about they a lot of people just think hey music it uh, <laughs> you record something you put it out and you hope to get a hit or something you know well it, when justin bieber or jennifer lopez or whoever it is up there speaking they had to take some type of public speaking class they had a pr represent them you know what i mean it, it's it's still all everywhere. oh yeah i completely agree i think the best example of this in the space that i've seen is russ i mean when russ started he was independent from day one and he probably makes what like five ten million dollars a year because he just kept he did he refused to to give labels leverage you know he just kept posting and posting i think it was like his 96 song that blew up or something but yeah it's it's all about understanding the business side of what you're doing so that you can turn your passion into something a lot more sustainable and you can spend all your time on just that which which is really everything i mean anything that you do you you're supposed to put your passion into it whether it's public speaking blogging podcasting music whatever it is you're supposed to put your all in it but public speaking itself i feel like you i feel like what you said or i feel like with everything you just said earlier and now i feel like it's more um 
it's it's it doesn't get the right recognition that it should public speaking it's always a it, when someone thinks public speaking they don't think music or youtube they think president <laughs> you know what i mean they, i'm with you man. <laughs> so uh, um i don't i just don't i don't think that uh public speaking gets the recognition that it should um and as far as you you're you got him that's canada right so and canada how how is how is that there like your profession like your field how is that yeah i think what's fascinating about living in a city like montreal and because this city is what really built me at the end of the day when it comes to professional coaching, when it comes to public speaking. And the reason for that, many is because Montreal is one of the few cities in the world where most people speak multiple languages. So in my case, I personally speak three. I speak English, French, and Tamil. And most of the people in the city speak English and French. So when I was edu- getting educated, you know, going to school and stuff, uh, my parents sent me to French school so I'd learn the language. So obviously it was tough at the beginning because I was presenting in a language I didn't know as a young boy. But what happened is it really helped me later in life with what I do today because now I can understand how to coach, how to present in a second language very well and teach it through videos. So so in any way in many ways Montreal has been a has been a great asset to to my career growth. So it's like uh French is like the second a, language. Yeah, you got it. And Canada. it's the first language in uh, Montreal. Okay. You see, but, uh, here in the U.S., I, I speak two languages. I speak Spanish and English, and here it's Spanish and English. English is the first language, Spanish is the second. And as far as, like with you just said, uh, it did help me with my career uh, as far as uh, just touching bases with everyone, uh, being able to talk to people in different languages and stuff like that, just networking. It, it did clear some paths for me it, i mean it was still it's still really hard in my career but it's still because uh more about myself i own a consulting business as as well as a artist management and a production company so you know in in my journeys w- with the consulting business i felt like it was a lot more easier uh everything just came so natural when it came to business and consulting and helping people start their own businesses and working with them as far as marketing and stuff like that now as far as the artist management company the music industry is like kind of hard to break into you know so it's been a little struggle but i i it's been working i've been i've gotten some stuff done but for the most part it like i like you said Russ put out 90 I think he did like 96 he, he had hit. like eight albums in like three years he was nuts he's a nutcase this guy yeah exactly but it, it, look at it that's that's determination and you know him as an artist he had something to put out there myself I'm not an artist I just manage artists so it's like if the artist is too lazy and they don't want to oh i don't feel like doing it today or i then you know my job relies on the artist so it's it's i'm with you man actually you know know, after this podcast so i'll shoot you an episode of this guy named scooter braun who you're probably familiar with 
and Scooter manages all the big ones, you know, Kanye West and all that stuff. His story is super fascinating because he put all of his money on Justin Bieber. He literally, this, this is how insane this guy was. He flew to Canada, convinced his mother that to, to like take this. He was like 14 at the time or something. Back to the States with him yeah. alone with no supervision and put all of his money on that kid. So that's how he made it. It was really by picking the right artist, having that gift, and putting all your chips on that person's uh, table. So yeah, it's a tricky business, man, but I think you can figure it out. You just got to keep hustling. Yeah, that's that's ba- that's basically it. Like uh, a lot of these people, like a lot of people listen to, to hip hop and they think that these rappers when they say I'm hustling or I'm trapped and that they're really out in the streets selling drugs and not no, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> it's it, it's it's really you got to keep on your hustle. It's a grind. You got to make sure it, it's like a consistent thing every day and it's like the more you do the more you still have to do you know it's like a never i'm with you cycle. brother absolutely you know you're always grinding you're always hustling and it's that consistent action that gets you to the end goal if you're really serious about anything whether it's music public speaking or podcasting really it's and that's the truth like i i, I was upstairs uh when you joined the first time i was upstairs and i'm like wait did i hear something and i came downstairs and i'm like ah oh, man i missed them and uh, I went to go check my mic and I'm like trying to talk to you and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And I'm looking down and you hung up already and I, the, the wire was off and I'm just like, dang, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but even now, this is even now that we're both hustling right now you know you get on my podcast people get to hear you on my podcast i'm not sure if you're going to share this on yours so you know it's networking a a lot of people don't know like that's like the biggest thing when it comes to like owning your own business or freelancing public speaking anything that has to do with relations to the public networking is like a big thing that people do not understand i'm with you man like relationships are everything you know most people don't really get that especially in the music business but i think what most people don't get about relationship building is it's all about focusing on the people that you're meant to meet like for me like i don't try and reach out all the time to people who are way above my pay grade instead i focus on the people that are next to me that are that i think are really going to make it in the next five ten years because those are the people who need your help the most and those are the people that you can actually build really long life friendships with so i've really been focused on who who is it right now who hasn't been who isn't known right now that is doing really really big things in life that i think is going to be huge in the next couple of years and i spend a lot of time with that and a good example of someone who does this really well is gary vaynerchuk like gary is like huge now you know he's a huge on social media and all that stuff that guy was you know helping russ and all those big artists before they actually became big so he pro he he benefited a lot from their their upcoming because there's a sense of loyalty that you have to someone who helps you before you make it and you know what that's that's kind of the angle I took with my with my artist management company. Um, I I took the, I took that angle where I I work with people. I'm not I'm not trying to go above my pay grade. I'm not trying to work with people who already has 
millions are and already established. I'm trying to work with the people that don't aren't established yet and need help because there's a lot of there's like there's a lot of indie artists that that's all they are is that they're artists. They only know how to make music, record it, and put it on record. They don't know the business side of the industry, which that's where that's where most of the confusion is at is the business side of the. I'm with the you. Industry. So, so these artists that that have no knowledge of the business side, you know, they they get into deals or they they sign contracts that that's really not that beneficial. So I, I like that's why I want to help these artists as with my education. Um, I went to Full Sail University, and with my education that I got from there. I would like to help these indie artists and me as myself as an indie management company. You know, it's it's just to help these artists, and I'm not trying to gain much from them. I just want if if they do make it big, how shout out Shameless Management in your song or something. You know, like don't forget the. That's dope,、guy. man. I love it, man. <laughs> like. And of course, I know if if I manage a, a artist and they do start getting recognition, of course, I'm not expecting them to stay with me forever. Of course, if a, if a bigger record label or a bigger management asks them to work with them and they move on to something bigger, by all means, move on to something bigger. But again, don't forget where you came from. You I'm、know? with you, man. I, I, you know, it's something <laughs> I've, you know, as we're kind of wrapping this up. I think for me, the the big thing is. As I got more success in my life, because just a couple of years ago I was just a broke student on a couch, really. We just had an idea for this stupid YouTube channel, and now you know I've accumulated some success in my life. And I think the key really is to really remember where you come from, because those are the people who will back you for the rest of your life. I mean, think about LeBron James; he's a great example. All of his best friends are still from high school,、Forever. right? <laughs> you know, it's it's right forever. Those are yeah, the, the people, people you can trust forever. And and on top of that, the the people that that were there when you weren't anything, and they were still your friends when you weren't anything, and are still your friends now that you do are something. Those are the ones that matter, and those that's why we see a lot of these artists with people that they grew up with, opposed to. I'm with you, brother, man.、Friends. The more success you have, the tighter the circle should be. Yes, and 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 that's really the gist of it. Well, we're gonna start wrapping this up. Thank you, Brendan, again for joining us. Everybody,、um, make sure you follow his podcast, Master Talk.、Um, we will leave. I will leave a link in the description. Hey, Brendan, if you'd like to email me your link to your podcast, I'll leave it in the description to this podcast. Of course, brother. Happy、out. to. Or to your、uh, YouTube.、Channel. Of course, man. Happy to do that, man. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure, bro. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Likewise, man.、Nice、Have yourself an awesome day. Hourly.、Eh? Right. Cheers, brother. You too, man. <laughs>